So here we are. This is Rogue Agenda Podcast. I'm Dick. This, this is Tanner. Tanner. I think the first thing we're going to talk about here is something I really want to talk about here. What are we going to talk about here? Sure. Spoiler alert! I don't want to. I don't want to talk about this and not be able to talk about it. Yeah, like I'm definitely going to spoil because like, I'm exciting. talking about all the, all the things, all the things. We should all just the list things. them all right now. Yeah. Fucking ten spoilers in a row. The fucking hype shit of hype shit is Jon Snow is not fucking dead. Yeah, Jon Snow is not fucking Jon dead. Jon Snow comes back. Yeah. Uh, Daenerys is unburnt and killed all the Dothraki and yeah. now has an army. Daenerys is finally not <laughs> a prison, prisoner again. Yeah. Uh, Arya can see again. Arya. Well, just, just Arya. Yeah. Just, that's a fucking, yeah. that's a bullet point, Arya. Indeed. Her fucking whole arc has been Sansa great. and Jon Snow are together. Yep. The Stark, That's pretty there's great. two Stark siblings together for the first in time the same in fucking room. yeah since like season one, one that hasn't happened yeah this is season what six or seven nobody's seen Arya still yeah oh, well, I mean know. people have yeah. seen her but nobody yeah. like of any significance in the right. story well really. she's in another fucking continent basically yeah too it's crazy it's crazy to think that she's in fucking Bravos but see so, yeah uh, and I guess there's nothing like huge with like. Littlefinger or any of those characters. Like Tyrion, no. there's nothing huge going on right now. No, just that he unlocked the dragons. That was pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, that was But cool. he's doing like his own smart... If Dragon you, hype. Dragons. Yeah, just watch him. Any, just watch that shit to watch the Tyrion shit because he is fucking... It's, that actor is awesome. Peter it was a Dinklage, nice scene. It was a really awesome. low-key scene. It was kind of... It was really tense. Oh, it, it was. was like, it was, it was yeah, touching sure at the same tense. time. Yeah. It was just like... Yeah. Like if you, if you would tell me like, hey Dick, go film something... 10 minutes of something and try to capture that atmosphere. Yeah. I don't fucking know. No. <laughs> no, he did it. It was awesome. Telling a heartwarming story while you're like yeah. afraid that something's going to eat your face off. Bran. We got Bran. Bran's back. And Bran is able to apparently go back in time and see events that have happened. And it seems as though he has past. he can somehow interact with that world. Yeah. And what we know from him is that Ned... Um, Went to the Tower of Joy to. We think Lyanna Stark's in there. We don't know what he was doing. Is that? Yeah, I assume it's the the one that he never wanted to talk about. Like I have a feeling he's going to go up there and she's dead. Well, what they think happens. The theory is is that she gives birth. Her and Rhaegar are in love. Or is she up there giving birth? And she's up there giving birth and ah, dies while she's giving birth. And that's Jon Snow. Jon Snow is a Targaryen, hence he's a dragon rider. Daenerys, Tyrion, Jon Snow dragon nice. riders three dragons three dragon riders Tyrion can talk to them so they understand them I think that's why he's a I think that's my prediction is that he's a dragon rider but he's they're saying that Jon Snow's the prince that was promised he's the how do you Azor's eye is the is the thing from the book he's the why never like I never look stuff up online like how do you look like how do you do research like that without just getting everything spoiled all the fuck from people who have read the books it's a review of that episode so oh, okay. they explain I, didn't, what the I just didn't know what you were looking yeah, up. Like, was, if you were like looking up, uh, uh, it's a YouTube storyline timeline. Yeah, well, they do like a, after every episode on YouTube. There's an inside the episode where the creators explain some of it. That's how they the creators said oh, in the shit. first inside the episode that Malisandre is thousands of years old, literally thousands of years old. Um, but there's an inside the episode after each one. There are like three to four minutes, and they just kind of explain what's going on with the characters That's and, cool. and done, doing some out. of that. There's another YouTuber called Emergency Awesome that does a Q and A and a uh, like a, a review of each episode, and he was the one that like explained the R plus L equals J thing. The shit. Yeah. So that's where I got it from. Is that it's basically what they think is that uh, Rhaegar and Lyanna were in love, 
she got pregnant, died while giving birth. And when Ned gets up there, it's Jon Snow. He brings Jon Snow back and he actually isn't like a bastard to Ned. And Ned didn't actually cheat on Catherine, but it's his do- his sister's kid. And now he is responsible for taking care of him. It's just like a misunderstanding. Right. Basically. But he is a, a direct descendant that gives him King's blood. So he can be the, like the light bringer, the, uh, the guy that because there's so, supposed to be somebody which they think is Jon Snow that is going to help to bring the light back from was the it dark prophesized yeah basically from the the others the night walkers or whatever you want to call them uh are coming down winter's coming, yeah, coming. all that shit we fucking saw them they're coming i don't know i think they're going to get yeah. here this season well i think that's yeah that's the thing is that in the end um of that the preview for the next episode is bran is standing in the middle like of a snowy area and turns around and he's right beside the the like the night king or whatever the big walker king yeah the, the yeah and he kind of looks at him so it seems like he sees bran but it's just like a real quick clip so we don't know interesting indeed yeah i'm excited now that i'm caught back up i'm i'm yeah totally well they're like hyped and excited to watch these again. like other theories that this is what they're because they the, the first time that they show liana is in that flashback he has the first time where they're shooting arrows and she comes in on the horse all yeah like boyish tomboyish and like she's in charge and stuff and i think that's what they're saying oh that, that was she, the scene where uh they showed that hodor had he like a past talk, yeah, he was a exactly. person that could yeah, talk and right fucking right yeah yeah so that's what they think that's the that's the thing and that's the tower of joy that's where they were and so we got to find out what the fuck happens after that if it is john snow and they call him like or it's going to be like the cliffhanger at the end of the season probably <laughs> probably something like that but yeah does that get hodor in the the fucking hype list hodor can be on he your was hype like a, list. he was like a person he's hodor. not really hype worthy i mean it's, no. it'll be interesting to it's see. interesting yeah for sure it's probably going to be sad yeah it's like probably going to be sad I imagine. He's, like has issues some people think like a theory is that he awarded and got stuck. Like that's why he can't stay. He what? He got warged into oh. another. He could warg before as like Bran can, but got stuck because he stayed too long. He's like Neo. The connection got broken while he was jacked in. Right. Yeah. It's like every you. Nineteen ninety nine movie if, reference again. Yeah. You can make anything of shit, man. Fucking. Uh, oh my god, I forgot the name. Matrix. Yeah, Jesus Matrix. Christ, I was like blanking there. Right. You make anything a Matrix yeah. uh, reference. Do we miss anything else big from Game I of Thrones? I think we've covered a lot. Yeah, it seems like this is like the Game of Thrones episode, basically. I can't no, think of it. anything else like going on right now. It's like, that's all the hype shit. I don't think there's a ton of content. It's just the coolness of like so many of the scenes and sequences yeah, and the directions exactly. that some of the stories are headed. Yeah, there's a lot of different people going on. It'll be nice when they get them all together, like get some of them, more of them together. Yeah, because right now there's like 11 fucking independent yeah. storylines. They do well with... It's not confusing being, or anything, coherent. I don't think. Yeah, but it'll be nice when they're kind of bunched up again and we're talking about that. So yeah... We, um, Game of Thrones. We Woo. talked about Game of Thrones. I don't know how much time we have left. It's fun. What time is it? We're, uh, my phone died. <laughs> Mine's gonna die too. Uh, 7.34. I, so. I planned on editing this one, trying so, it. So we just have just a like, one episode. We have like, I don't know, some minutes. We can, we can go more. We can go to Erica Gets Here. That's why I said we can go really long on this one because I want to try editing it. We have, and just uh, see what you think about that. Uh, what else do we want to talk about? I had, uh, jujitsu. I've been doing jujitsu again. You can see, look at my arm. You get bruises and shit. Yeah. yeah. 
It's ridiculous. It's got bruises all over the fucking place. Makes you feel alive. Um, yeah, it does. It, that's what truly what it does. It does make you feel alive. I do. I know it's a weird thing, but it it's nice to get hurt it's every once in a while. It, it is. It, like, yeah. it snaps you to back get into past, reality. Like, well, you get past that. Like You get past the pain and keep doing what you're doing. And that's like a... It's an enlightening thing, man. Jujitsu is like it's character building. Like I know it sounds like one of those bullshit man, things that like yeah. no getting hurt just fucking getting hurt, but it it does genuinely build character. Well, it's I mean, not easy to deal with always, especially and if you do jujitsu where it's not like a thing. Like it's a martial art that you can like a, a guy that's a hundred pounds lighter than me could tap me and put me on my ass and throw me around and do. Uh, speaking of, that happened to me the other day. Basically, I, I <laughs> it sucks getting got to work. So yeah, I have a blue belt. I got a blue belt from Alex, um, and he uh, came down and trained with me down here last week. And I like all the things that I've been working on that have been working with some of the white belts and stuff that we were training with. Nothing fucking worked on him. So I was just like what the fuck? And then I started like get researching and doing some stuff. And it like reminded me of all these things that I knew that I did before. I just had to bring it all back. Like I, anytime you practice, that's, it's not even just jujitsu. If you, if you're practicing something and the person or circumstances you're practicing in aren't challenging you, yeah, it'll make you bad. Oh yeah. Because you'll just like, uh, we've talked about the lockdown. Like you said, that was incredibly effective yeah. against, I would imagine it's still moderately effective against even Alex. I'm oh yeah, for sure. Because it just is. because of the nature of yeah. it, like it is. The thing was, is he didn't let me get there. <laughs> he kept passing my guard. I'm sure he stuff. just passed you really yeah. quick. Well, it was like I when was he trying. did pass. I'm yeah, sure it was, it was, it was like, yeah, smooth. Yeah, he just he got me, and I was like a stuck inside control, and I was like, "What the fuck am I doing?" And then I, I went and I, I looked like spider guard is a thing that you can do to correct that. The De La Hiva guard, which is something I had worked on before, something that you can do to correct that. I've been trying to work on those things, and then this week we had a, a guy. His name's Marcos Torregrosa. He's like the number three. Um, one of the num- in a, in a weight division and you said one seventy one seventy he said it's like one sixty seven, um, he's a ranked competitor in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. If you go and you Wikipedia him, he's got like fucking gold medals and top finishes and shit and absolute divisions with a gi without a gi. The guy's legit. Like it was such, it was only twenty bucks too, to do it. Yeah, for like a two hour seminar, three two and a half hour three hour seminar and uh. It was just like he taught us some. Um, basically, he taught me uh, a half guard escape to a back mount, and then three different ways to take the back from there to to move. Oh, it's so so awesome! I'm I'm kind of waiting to That's get sweet. back in there and and keep drilling that. Um, but then I got to roll with another bluebell. I got to roll with Brett, and it was just I was exhausted at the end of it. But it was such a cool experience because I never back whenever I started. There wasn't that many opportunities like that around Alex, here. Alex, you, you said our teacher, he was the only person I ever knew that was any good at jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Like, we had plenty of people in our class and stuff, but most of those were on the same White level belts, that we yeah. were on. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. hard to learn stuff from people that are at the same skill level as you. Well, I, like, my progression, and I'm not, like I said, I'm not bad, but I took a lot of time off. So, like, my I wasn't as into the... With pure practice. It. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, it's like anything. Well, it's, and knowing, like, your body's just doing it out of... Because you've yeah. practiced it so many times, because you've drilled arm bars a thousand times over a month, and that kind of shit. And when I, you're wrestling like that, you're only like actively, consciously thinking when you're stuck. Most of the time, like yes, when exactly. when things aren't going yeah. bad, you don't 
you're not really thinking right. much no, of anything. Like things flow. are just happening. Yeah, it's, it's well, only when you get flow. stuck that you you have yeah. to start. Like, what I'm sure you do that. You start get real analytic. Like this is this is what's happening. This I need to try this. I need to try this instead of just doing. But I felt like after that happened, and after I got my ass kicked, and I got to roll with a, another guy named Corey Harrison, who I've known for a long fucking time. His uh, his wife now lived two streets up from me growing up, and she babysat me. Oh shit! Yeah, and he's a brown belt in jujitsu, so I got to roll with him, and he just did things that I didn't like. I expected other people to do that, that p- other people normally do. He didn't do, and you can just tell like that that subtle little shit makes a difference. Especially that's that's how you can tell the difference between a, a you know the belt levels is like some some like subtle little shit. Like a white belt, it's like playing Mortal Kombat, and all you do is a low kick, like a sweep. Right. Kick. Yeah. Like that's the white belt level, and then like this guy's coming in doing combos. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I was just not. <laughs> he fatality me. Like, what the fuck? It was awesome. So it was fun. Um, you know, it was fun. It was fun to get my ass kicked a little bit. Um, it was fun to. And then to go back through and try to learn from it, and I is did. Alex I felt a black like belt? I did. He is, yes. Okay. Yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. So and he was when he taught us. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, I thought. he's a purple belt under a different system now. Like he, I guess he did a different system. He's in with somebody else, which is like that's cool. With, well, we are like some of the Brazilian jiu-jitsu people are kind of strict with that stuff. So he, um, well, they want to keep their through. form like pure. Yeah, basically. Yeah, so he started over, which was fine. I can um, I, like I don't know, but we did a lot of judo feel. stuff too. Like well, that's what I mean. I don't know what what value staying pure to a certain style of jujitsu gets you. Yeah, well, I just think that's like, like a rank for the thing purpose for of preservation. Like I kind of get it, but at the same time, like if they give you a hard time for learning other stuff, that'd be weird. Yeah, and I don't think it's like that. I just think oh, that okay. it was like he had to. He had to. He decided that he would just go in as a white belt and start. There. Okay, so, yeah. But what we did, we did a lot of judo too. Like it was different. Like we did jujitsu and we would practice that stuff. But then when we were working, like that was when we were at like All Star. Mm-hmm. And then when we worked on our own, we did like we did a moderate amount of throws and this, stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like I remember a few of the days like practicing hip throws like over and over and over and over and over. We were lucky just get some of the basic shit down. After a while that we were able to do it on those mats for those oh, gymnast God. mats that were like springboard so you like didn't kill yourself getting thrown because Alex could fucking throw you. He could throw me and I, I I don't know how much I outweigh him but he's about as tall as me but significantly less weight. Like throw, throw. throw you're like just, three, like yeah. you're three feet off the ground before you yeah, impact. Heels overhead throw. Like, yeah. Um, it was, I always loved like when he was about to demonstrate that, you always have like that moment yeah. where you're like, are you fucking ready for yeah. this? Are yeah. you, no, it's like, are we, here, we're going to go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's, like, one of the guys shit. that I was rolling with now, he said that I don't, he's not very good at takedowns. He said, I don't know how to wrestle. I don't know how to, to do judo throws and stuff. And I was like, that's one thing. Actually, I know a, a couple judo throws. I got real good at one judo throw and then I, I know some. It's been years, but. I, I'm still fairly certain I could hip throw the fuck out of somebody. <laughs> yeah. But we did it yeah. so much that, like, I know exactly where to step into. Like, I know where to right. plant my foot and all that shit. And exactly. Once, it's one of those things, like, once you're properly positioned, it's, you just, the person yeah. doesn't weigh anything. Uh-uh. They're just fucking going Go over their head. Yeah, exactly. Because it's great. Yeah, and he said, the other thing he said, he, was, he didn't know how to fall. And that's one thing that you learn doing it's judo. you got to learn. You know how to fall. You know how to yeah. Hit that mat with your arm to brace for the impact. It's like you have to do it almost exactly as you're, yeah. you know, as you're going down, and it's like it makes a big. Difference. You need to spend time on it because yeah. it does become like second nature. Oh yeah, well uh, it's just a, it's a safety measure. Only too. after you take a lot of hard <laughs> yeah. falls. Yeah, because fuck that noise. But it was just, I, I mean, getting back into jujitsu for me was I basically uh, in November. 
I started working out. I started going to the gym and stuff. I, I lost some weight. I don't even know how much I've, I've lost, but I lost some weight. And then I, I asked Brett one day if he wanted to do jujitsu. And we did it at Craig's shop oh, shit. at night. I have mats and stuff that I set up. And then... Uh, Were they all the mats from the old club place no they, they but they're exactly like those are they yeah. I, I've, I've often wondered like whatever the fuck happened to them yeah. the big they were like two by two interlocking foam mats yeah. and we had like a good we amount. can do a pretty big square yeah, exactly yeah. i have a bunch now because they're not cheap personally but um we did that and then he knew a guy that went into the place in waynesboro and did it and they invited they were like we'll come in and then i did it once and i've been fucking doing it like three, two or three times a week, because I'm just like addicted to I know. it. Because it's so, it's such a humbling experience. Because, you, and I guess that's why I needed that. Because of all this fight me shit that's been going on with like the fucking internets and stuff. Yeah, it's good to like I get I've, I've gotten my ass kicked, and this is this it's good. It's satisfying. It's humbling, and it's, like it's it's satisfying in such a strange way, but it is satisfying. Like I remember coming home from like practice sessions and. You just didn't do that well, and no. got like you got torqued a little bit, and, it and you got hurt. There's, it but like I said, it's like it's you a good to feeling. That like, it's a shitty learn. feeling when you can beat everybody. Well, it's just it's not possible. Like, there's always somebody that's better. There's yeah. always somebody that's better. You know. But I mean, like you, like if you're training with like white belts a lot, mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's it's refreshing to get yeah. somebody that, like you said, you just can't he predict just what the fuck they're gonna do. Me. He just fucking stuffed yeah. me. So like you're bad. just you're just like moving around yeah. while things happen to you. You're like, what the fuck is happening? And I'm like, it doesn't. It wouldn't seem like it. I play guard. I I go on my back a lot. Like I'm I'm really I flexible. felt comfortable there. Um, I can touch my chest with my with my feet. Like I can I can do a lot of things. Like I'm I'm. For somebody my size, I'm pretty flexible. Um, so I go to my guard a lot, and he just kept stuffing my guard. He was on top of me, and he was heavy, and it was, it was, it was awesome. And what that does, what jujitsu does more than anything, is it takes your ego away. Oh, you yeah. can't step on a jujitsu mat with an ego. Somebody's gonna fucking get you. Do you remember? <laughs> do you remember the one time I brought a guy that I worked with? Yeah, to one yeah, of our yeah, yeah. Oh uh, man, he was. He was an incredibly strong guy. Yeah. Like, he wasn't... I don't know how to say that. Like, there's, like, modern bodybuilders that it's all about technique and stuff. He was a prison bodybuilder. Yeah. Like, he had done quite a bit of time, and he did nothing but lift when he was in there. He had, like, uh... Oh, man, what was his bench? Like, 425? Something crazy. It he was talked crazy. about it. crazy. Yeah. Because he, he, he showed me one time, because he had talked about it before, and I was like... Sure. Yeah, I'm totally like I get that you're strong, yeah. Chon. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Chon. His name was Sean, and the other guy I worked with called him Chon all the time because he was from uh, Guatemala or something, Panama. Panama. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a really cool guy. But uh, he was one of those guys that he he didn't have a real bad ego, but he definitely walked around feeling like he could just do whatever he wanted to anybody because yeah. he was super strong. Yeah, and. Woo! I he didn't know what to do, no. even with just me. And I'm not that great at jujitsu. He didn't know what to fucking do with no, himself. Man. Once was, I got a hold of him, yeah, he got armbarred quite a few times. I remember that. He was so stiff. Oh yeah. my god! And because that was all uh, gi. Yeah, yeah. That's and true. oh man, like I think everybody hates him, but he hated it so bad. Yeah. Is the cross collar chokes? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. uh, the gi has real super, like a half inch thick the Lapel, collars around the yeah. edge. And you grab it across both sides and just fucking lean your... I, like, it's awkward not having it, but yeah, you just lean into it. Like it chokes the thing. fuck out of somebody. Yeah. Because it's like scissoring their gi yeah. on their neck. And, and you kind of bring it in close and then put your head on the mat. 
and it kind of just gives them nowhere to move, and you just because it hurts. Anytime somebody's twerking on your neck, it freaks out a little bit. Well, especially at first when and you're it not used to being like pinches your skin like really bad. Like yeah. I remember getting like burns really bad there right. from the gi when we were practicing well, you can, them. You can always tell like wrestlers and uh, wrestlers and the jujitsu guys because they have thick necks. Yep, they have thick necks because they're used to like straining it to not get choked, like. By gi chokes and yeah. rear naked chokes. Gi chokes so, are like, brutal. You can, I mean, you can build up your neck muscles. It's crazy how much it happens when you have to defend yourself that way. But the gi chokes, because if you wrestle with a gi, you get crazy hand strength pretty quickly. Yeah, right. Like, you get genuine man hands yeah. when you wrestle well, you with a gi to, all the time. You just have to. Because when you grab a hold of somebody, that needs to be it. Yeah. Like, if you get a little bit of a grab, you need to be able to have enough grip strength to fucking lock it in and not, hold it. And then not be able to like, wiggle a little bit in there. Manipulate out. them. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You need to man- manipulate them with that. And um, with the gi on, it's a lot. Of, it's interesting because we do gi and no gi. And I like no gi better, personally. It's, because I do. You, you take the... There's so much more flow. It, it, yeah, there is. There's a lot more flow. Like, the gi is suffocating. Like, it's so heavy. And it's hot. Hot as fuck. <laughs> uh, and... Anybody can grab you anywhere. Yeah, like you yeah. can just grab the sleeve, and you have a legitimate yeah, fucking. Well, that's grip. why I have these like bruises on me from them grabbing it's, too deep. Yeah, it's just and it, get or some you skin get in there. Yeah, or you get like the gi tied up, and it's like it happens all it's the like time. A little tourniquet. I'm like they're all over my arms, dude. But you get used to that shit. That's what I said. Like I said earlier, like hurting yourself every once in a while is like a good thing. It's liberating. For sure, but my I've ventured back into jujitsu, so I don't have anything about magic to talk about here recently because I've been devoting all my fucking time to to, to doing jujitsu. Yeah, to doing yeah, we haven't jiu-jitsu. played Heroes of the Storm in like forever. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's been weeks. Well, that's, I've been we go, I go into jujitsu at eight o'clock. Oh, that's right. It's like the worst time. Yeah, so I go in at eight. It's over at ten. I get a shower and then I'm like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> and I usually have to go to bed by twelve. Yeah, I well, have to and get we up get for my daughter. We get um. We roll for, we do drills, and then we roll for, like, three ten-minute rounds. So, I'm fucking whooped. And you need, like, a... a ten minutes is forever is for when you're wrestling. Ever. Especially if you're doing yeah. gi. Yeah. Like, no gi, at least your body can you're breathe. You're and stuff. Yeah. But we, oh, my God, dude. At that seminar, it was so fucking hot, and we were moving the whole time. And <laughs> it was legit. It was so legit. It was awesome. And it was, oh, that guy was good. Marcos Torregosa. I'm going to put some links in there to his shit. Because if anybody's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu fan, he's not somebody I'd heard about before. But this guy knows his shit. And he's good. And he, I, I found out afterwards by watching some of his videos, he's into Spider Guard. And that's something that i was been trying here lately. It was always fun. Oh, yeah. You know, you remember fun. that one with yeah. the hippie? Oh, oh. It's fun. I get excited about jujitsu because it's like it takes me back. And then Eddie Bravo, Eddie motherfucking Bravo, Eddie Braj, Braj, Brajeji, Braj. But yeah, that's awesome. Watch Eddie Bravo versus Hoyler Gracie, both of them. <laughs> Watch both of those matches. That's that's I random, but I do highly recommend. Oh that. man, media. That's my media recommendation of the day. I guess we'll put a link. Just get on the old YouTube and yeah, and Google Tenth Planet, right? Basically, and just like start clicking on some shit. Yeah. It's insane. It's awesome. And Eddie has a new, um, he's got a, uh, his own tournament now. That's what you said. Yeah, he's we talked about that last Eddie time. Eddie Bravo Invitational. And he, uh, basically trying to take submission grappling into the mainstream, submission only. That's awesome. Yeah, I did talk about it. The yeah. Gordon Ryan one. The last submission, submission grappling so much more entertaining. Yeah. It can be. So and much it is. more entertaining. It's entertaining. But when you, you have to take the gi off. You have to take the gi Oh, off. yeah. I, like... And I understand, like, let, the whole wait, gi thing. Yeah, let me preface this by saying I'm not against the gi. No, not I'm at not all. I'm not against the gi. I, like, I, I train in the gi more than I train without it. Yeah. For sure. 
but it's more entertaining with that one. It's it's, more, it's entertaining. more entertaining, and for me, like even from the the standpoint of like practicing, uh, I'm not gonna be wearing my gi if I fight somebody. Yeah, for sure. For you sure. know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's it makes your technique become a lot more practical. Yeah, because. Like, a person that doesn't have much clothes to grab a hold of, it's hard to control their body if you don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, you you need to be very strategic with what you're grabbing and how you're grabbing it. Yeah. And, and Well, I, we both of us know the 10th Planet system from... We never got a chance to train with him, unfortunately, but he's we got have, videos, got all his books, books and... all that stuff. We read them. So I understand the 10th Planet system. We understand what overhooks and underhooks do without yeah. a gi on. We had a guy. His name's Chris. He's a great guy. He's enthusiastic as fuck about it, but he took the gi off for one night and he was like, I feel lost. I didn't have any grips. And I was like, yeah, but you got to gotta transition that stuff, man. You got to learn that this grip becomes an overhook and then this grip up here becomes an underhook and you got to squeeze and you got to get better at squeezing people and keep yep. them tight. And that's what makes, you know, that makes a difference. And, it's harder for sure. Oh, it is. Definitely. It's a, definitely a transition too, but it's fun. It's fun. It's real fun because you're, it's, there's a lot more scrambles. There's a lot more transitions. And it's a lot more open because somebody can't just grab you and stick you there. And I mean, hold if, you there. if I had my way, I'd never wrestle with a gi. Honestly, I, I don't mind it. Like I get, I it. like the technical aspect of yeah. it. Um, but if I, if I had my choice, I'd I'd do no gi. I think it's it's more fun for me. It's so much harder to get people in submissions. Man, there's so much friction. Well, people just get, so yeah, much exactly. friction with a gi. Like people, even not with just your grips, like that. Like if you it just. And just then you anything get, and get a hold of somebody. Gets, sh- oh god, that's the like worst. This. How or many matches have, were you in? <laughs> where we're, we're like rolling with somebody and fucking like you don't mean to, but like you have a good grip and they yeah. go to back out and their geese over their fucking head. Yeah. Ugh. and you're all sweaty, like because <laughs> yeah. everybody's so much sweatier with the gi on. Yeah. Like, I remember some of the days it'd be like raining outside. It's not like hot or anything. It's just like a little extra humid. Yeah. And you're it's just like, fucking like every time you're done, you're just like standing there like yeah. fucking airing your balls out. Right. Like, and not to mention we live in Pennsylvania. That's humid as fuck. Yeah. In the fucking summer. Generally. Yeah. I fucking hate it. I lived in Denver for a while, so I know what no humidity feels like. And it's great. It's better. <laughs> like in here, I'm kind of like stuffy. Yeah. Cause fucking, you don't have, have that big a problem when, just dry, especially no. in Colorado. I doubt they had many problems with like allergies. No, it wasn't as bad. It was a little work. drier. It was dry, like my contacts, but that's a contact thing. I don't get fucked so, that. I don't wear contacts. That's my jujitsu thing. I'm back into it, and uh, I'll probably be talking about it a little bit more. And I might be have some bruises and shit. Good. But I'd like to roll a little it's bit. Good but... times. Oh, I just the don't first know I ever would. The first time, man. The first time back doing it. It's just like Woo! rude awakening. Like these fucking and I was like working out and stuff. These fucking muscles right here, man, on the inside thighs. Hurt like you a get, Fuck me up, man. That's a like, deep man. pain, too. Oh, my God, yeah. Feels like it's in the middle of your yeah. thigh. You talk about can't walk. Couldn't fucking walk. Try to squeeze. Yeah, try to do that, man. Like fucking like, saddle sore, basically. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, oh, oh, I'm sitting on the toilet and my legs are shaking. Like, <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> I know, it wasn't because okay. of jiu-jitsu, but I've been there. <laughs> And other, some other issues. I was waiting, uh, transitioning to another toilet-related story. Uh, Good segue, Dick. Well, we did our, our hot sauces, and remember I said, like, my body seems to do very little to it. It's like, mm-hmm. I just get hotness here, and then the exact same amount of hotness on my asshole oh, whenever the time comes. <laughs> it's not pleasant. Uh, uh, nothing happened, and we ate a lot of hot sauce. Yeah, I was good. I was fine. And the next day, I bought another 20-piece and, like, tried a bunch of the sauces again. 
And then the day after that, my wife and I got a 20-piece. And we ba- <laughs> her and I basically did the same thing we did because she wanted to try it. So I ate like 45 nuggets in three days. That's good. They're so cheap. I know. How can you beat how can that? You beat them. You can't beat them. No, you can't. That's how you do it. You can't. I'm saying. So All what right. else did we want to hit? What do we have here? I have... Um... I have stuff. I mean, oh, let's do Ghostbusters. Fuck, that was like the only the one thing I had on my list that we didn't talk yeah, about. Yeah, let's do Ghostbusters. So, uh, we were talking before, and I had watched uh, a video by uh, is it the Angry Video Game Nerd? Was he the Angry? Yeah, video ABGN. Game? Yeah. their channel name is Cinemasker. Cinemasker. Yeah, yeah. Um, he basically has a video which we can link it or whatever and he says that he um he's not gonna see the new ghostbusters movie and he goes into all the reasons why he's not gonna see it and not one of them has to do with the the all-female with, cast. With the all-female female cast because i hadn't seen the trailers no so, so we we actually sat and watched watch this like both and then, of them because i i basically told you everything i thought before we saw the abgn and we basically right. had the same criticism yeah exactly. i mean i'm sure he had more and more in depth but uh because one of the big ones, one of the most obvious ones, is why the fuck is this movie called Ghostbusters? Yeah. It has almost... No connection to well, the, the first one. There might... I don't know if there's some connection in the story, but the trailer doesn't indicate at all that no, there's a connection to the, all. the past. Well, especially the, the four Ghostbusters that were in the original. Yeah. But... And then, like, another thing about the name. Even if it was, like, a spiritual successor... A lot of to times, the original, right? Why would you just call it Ghostbusters again? Yeah, exactly. Why wh- call it what it is? It's fucking three. It's yeah. Ghostbusters three. Just call it that. It's fine. Yeah. It's not gonna like reduce sales. Or Ghostbusters, like what did he say? Re-energized or something? Like people do that kind of stupid shit all the time. Well, so I guess they did have like it is like a subtitle because it's like no, it didn't. That was just like a marketing line in the second oh, trailer. It? it wasn't. Yeah. That's bullshit. Then it shouldn't. They should. No, that's what I was saying. Like it's just Ghostbusters. It's Ghostbusters 2016. Like he was saying. Yeah, which is going to be so shitty because that's exactly how it's going to be. Like yeah. when you, if you go back to watch them, it's going to be there's going to be a Ghostbusters. Yeah, it's the female Ghostbusters is really what it's going to be called. That's what people are going to yeah. refer to it as. But I just I wanted to like it, but uh, I uh, just can't. Like I am not enthused about it at all. It's the it's funny because it's the, I like Paul Feig, the director. He's did Greek freaks and Greek. Uh, Freaks and geeks. The shit. Yeah, he's good. He's good. But I just, I have never, my ex-girlfriend tried to get me to watch Bridesmaids. And I fucking hated that movie. Like, she's cracking up laughing, which is fine. I get it. But, like, I just, I was like, Melissa McCarthy isn't funny. Kristen Wiig plays, I said this before, she plays the timid, uh, then she gets crazy. That's every, every character she plays does that. Um, She's her, she's, it's like, what's her name? Kristen Wiig. She's, Kristen Wiig. It's she's like, Kristen like Wiig in Ghostbusters as Kristen Wiig. Yeah, exactly. Basically. Yeah. As any SNL character that she did. Um, I don't know the name of the other two. I, I, don't, I don't know the names of the other two. It's and, a slight against them. I don't know most celebrities. Yeah. Names, but no. It's like I, fucking Beyonce I kind of do know that shit. And yeah. I don't know the other two. I don't know what their fucking names uh, are. But my impressions were overall it just didn't seem that funny. Like all the funny parts seemed forced. Like what was the really what bad. was the tag what was the line? There was That's a, gonna leave a mark. Oh yeah, and that was supposed to be it like a such... funny part, like the I don't know, it, like there was like a pause and laugh moment yeah, in the trailer. Right. It's like to me, I just because I actually stopped the video when she said it, and I was like, "What do you think about lines like that?" Because <laughs> yeah. it's just such a total throwaway fucking line. 
it actually took away from the movie that she said that. If they would have just, like, slapped her and she said nothing, yeah. and then the other woman did her line, it would have been funnier. Right. Totally. Yeah. Totally. It's like... Or just been like, oh! <clears throat> like... Comedy's hey, tough. Sure. Because, like, comedy being obvious I don't think is a problem, but... At a certain point, it crosses a line where you're being just spoon-fed. Spoon the yeah, humor, exactly. That's I what I felt it. like. With it's that. so lazy. Yeah, it's so lazy. It look, the funniest part about the second, and it wasn't until the second trailer, is Chris Hemsworth, which we did confirm. <laughs> uh, Sony must have either never put the second trailer on their YouTube, page. their YouTube page, because the first one got such bad reactions. It's got the most, or they ever. they showed it and took it down. And either one is like. Pretty telling. Pretty telling. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the likes and dislikes on the uh, trailer were like 200 and some thousand likes and like Eight, over 800,000 dislikes. Yeah. I think it's the most disliked trailer ever. Because, they were saying. I mean, to comment on the all-female cast, the only point I really made to you was that it's obvious that they went out of their way to do that. It feels forced, for sure. It's totally forced. And the, the fucked up, it is fucked up the reason that you can tell that it's forced and because it's like I said to you, men tend to get leads. Like it, it is mm-hmm. one of the yeah. the kind of fucked up things about showbiz and especially stuff. Especially like, in comedy, though. Especially in comedy, yeah. It's it's generally male leads. And then the movies where there is a funny female lead, a big deal is made about it, like bridesmaids and movies. Right, like that. exactly. And I'm like, eh. So, for not only like one or two of the cast members to be female, but all, all fucking four, it's like, yeah. They're, they're being super, super tryhards. Well, I probably would have been okay with it being like two, like half, or something, something that worked out to... different. But yeah, as far as them having a female cast, I don't, I don't think that's an issue. No, it it does give people like something to criticize because yeah. they all they, they it's, uh, it's too much. Yeah. Why do they do all four cast members? Well, I don't think that, and I guess my problem too is like the people that they picked. I don't find funny. No, Personally, I think Melissa McCarthy's a Chris. no. That's the that's the the issue with me. Like yeah. I don't really give a shit that they're all female. It's just odd. It's so odd that they went so hard. Yeah, like they're being such tryhards with yeah. like the. Uh, being she seems like she's a Chris Farley mimic. To me, like she's yeah a bigger lady, and she tries to be slapstick funny, and ah, so it's like, like any that. slapstick. Some of it hits, and some of it doesn't. Yeah, because I remember one of the the things she was most famous for was the shit in her pants. Was she the one that shit See, her pants that, in the middle yeah, of the street? Yeah, yeah, there was something with that like whole thing in bridesmaid. I didn't, again didn't find it that funny. Maybe it would be been funny if it was somebody. Else. I just don't find her. Funny. Maybe if you were a chick. But I felt what I said. My <laughs> comment on it was: is it feels like they wrote it. With male leads in mind, and then we're like, "Fuck it, we're gonna do this. We're gonna change it around and put these characters in here, and not change anything about the fucking story." Because I'm anxious to see it, kind of, but not, not in a good way. Like I just want to see. I don't wanna. Like I almost, I just don't even wanna. I just want to see what it is. Like I want to see if if it works funny. Like if they get any of those like kind of gritty dark moments, like the original movie. Because uh, like you pointed out, the ghosts, not the greatest. Not the greatest looking. Uh. You see the one ghost, what, maybe 15 seconds into the first trailer? Yeah. And again, I, I stopped the video. I fucking stopped it. And I was like, this looks like a fucking Disney movie. Yeah, it looks like Haunted Mansion. Or Scooby-Doo was what the AVGN said. If you'd have shown me that frame with the big ghost and them standing there, I'd yeah. have, I would have been certain that's like a, a Disney movie. Yeah. 
Well, what about the what about the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man at the end of the second trailer? <sighs> I was just it's like you see it for like five seconds and you're just like, what the fuck is going on here? He's all angry and he's shouting. Yeah, and he's like half burnt. But I just I can't believe they didn't get any of the original cast in in a way that makes sense. Yeah. Because apparently they make cameos, but, but not, not as, as their, their own characters. characters. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, that makes sense. It makes a lot. So of sense. dumb. I'm not looking forward to it, and I, I think that there's a lot of like, Dane Cook reposted something about AVGN and said that like he started saying stuff about how it was like oh because it's women and stuff like that and like no every, none of his criticisms were no about that. not at all and every single comment under that thing that he put on Facebook everybody was like you're wrong you're wrong you're wrong and they didn't agree with him it was funny so yeah Ghostbusters no, I'm not into it whatever. I'm not gonna see it. Um, it's just because I don't find I don't find it's just a money grab yeah it seems like it's mean, me it, it, it just I seems don't, I don't know man maybe it'll be alright I don't know maybe it'll blow your mind if you see it I just it. don't I don't have any I don't have any desire to see it I don't think it's gonna be very funny and I don't I don't appreciate the actresses I don't no, appreciate it's, it's a problem with like a lot of movies now like when there is a funny moment there's like a like you can tell like the world stops yeah and they're like they might as well have like a little thing that comes up and they're like laugh here yeah exactly like, it's a laugh, laugh track here. yeah uh, it's it's uh, it looks like a movie that could have a laugh track exactly like totally yeah uh, because I'm, the original one had some corny humor in it but they weren't like look we're doing comedy yeah, like exactly. that one is yeah. and it's so in your face it's just like that line that I had a, a tough time swallowing it just yeah. it's so lazy that'll leave a mark <laughs> so <laughs> lazy <it. laughs> that sounds like what something everybody says and any sort it's like the three stooges well, it even really it's three stooges f- yeah it just it didn't fit it was totally unnecessary. It didn't make the scene more funny. No, definitely did not. Totally. But no, I I don't know. I don't know what to say about like modern remakes like that. Yeah, I'm not sure, man. That story didn't really have much more to tell. No. It it was kind of mm. self-encapsulated in like the original movies. Yeah. Like it yeah. just I think the people just if they wanted a sequel it was so that the characters were back together. That's the I only reason you really, care. Yeah, there's really it's really feels needless if the original characters aren't there, especially for it doesn't seem like it would appeal to younger audiences and it seems like it's like a Well, younger slight, audiences don't give a fuck who Bill Murray is. Right. Like in general. Well, and I don't give a to fuck the, to see Bill Murray be like a bellhop or something in a yeah, new Ghostbuster movie. Yeah, like what exactly. what is the point? I don't get the point. Yeah. We're being haters. Well, no, it's okay. But it just, it just genuinely like a, is my opinion. A critical consensus. Like I said, I'm a fan of the director. I thought he's done some great shit, but this just doesn't seem like the kind of movie that I want to watch. That's for sure. But, like, he just... It, Bill Murray... Because uh, who's it marketed to? Like, that's the thing. The, the movie itself, I think, would appeal to a lot of people who just go and watch movies every weekend. Yeah, You know maybe, what I mean? Just, like, casual. Like, I don't think anybody's going to, like... Well, it definitely doesn't appeal to the people that have, the the people like us that well that's what I mean seen so, the, the first one or grew up with the first two. The fact that it's Ghostbusters is like superfluous to me. It just well, it doesn't seem like Ghostbusters to me. No, no, they're just using the label to get sales. And it's the, the difference is, the is like you see how Star Wars did it, where they brought back the old characters and they connected you in a way to the new characters, and now you're excited about seeing what the fuck happens to Ray, yeah, and Finn, and they all know these how to characters. like dish out fan service, right? Oh, absolutely. And it's, and it's like, this is as far from fan service yeah. as you could be. Like, any exactly. any fans of the original Ooh, series that yeah. actually love it for what it was are, like, are not going to get anything out of this movie. Yeah. So what's feeling. the point? 
I think that's the hardest thing for people to understand is like, what's the point of this? Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, not the movie that the fans asked for. So it's clearly a movie for. But it's not relevant to a new generation, though. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. like starting over, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm but just having a hard but time. What's with the point? That. Yeah, exactly. Bill there, Murray's not yeah, in there. Exactly. Fucking Dan Aykroyd. How you can have Dan Aykroyd and well, not like? like they, I feel like they tried to like. Well, let's put some SNL people on there. Like Kristen Wiig and stuff, and it'll be okay. And like SNL is just not what it used to be back then. Maybe they're like meeting quotas or something. <laughs> yeah, they have so many <laughs> SNL people, so many yeah. SNL appearances per season. Now I don't know, and they didn't really say at all what the storyline was. Not that that's one of the selling points of a movie like yeah, that. I mean, but I guess there's just like all of a sudden there's some paranormal activity, and they're the ghosts bitches that call. Busted. Yeah, did I just say that? Hopefully they didn't hear that because I think it, it was derogatory. It's not. I don't think you, you meant it in a derogatory way. No, I didn't. Controversy. I just, I say it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I probably shouldn't. Like bad bitches. That's what I mean. These badass bitches. Yeah, it's like yeah. a good... She's a bad bitch. Um, so but no, I'm not going to be rushing out to see it. I guess that we'll transfer some of this stuff uh, to well, the next Well, is there anything episode. else? Well, the one thing that I wanted to talk well, about... Well, I mean on Ghostbusters. Was there anything no, else? No, I think I'm pretty good with that. Like, it's... Because when's it coming out? See. I don't know. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> don't care. I'm I think it'll come you. out soon, but yeah. I'm with you there. I don't care. I just don't care. One thing, the one thing that I wanted to, to, to end with is how YouTube works, kind of. And what, like, uh, what the 30 people that watch this, the 20 to 30 people that watch this, uh, self-deprecation. Well, no, we uh, nailed it. We we're like averaging fifty views on most of our the podcast videos. Right. Like we and, have other videos that get more than that. And but. we would like to see. Uh, we would like to have more people see it. And and I don't know if a lot of people understand how YouTube works. Like there's an algorithm, like for search results and all that stuff, uh, based on a bunch of different things. Yeah. Within YouTube, um, so likes and dislikes matter. Um, it means that you're engaging oh, with the video. Oh, dislikes get you ranked higher. Exactly. Yeah, it means there's activity. Right. Um, comments mean a lot. Uh, so if you can like and comment, that means a lot to us. That means that we people can find us when they search for us. If we search for if they search for Overwatch yep. or uh, UFC 196 or Conor McGregor, then people will have a better chance of finding us and, and listening and having a chance to listen to what we say. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. We haven't really figured that part out, but different um, strokes for different folks. Yeah, right? there's got to be somebody. Exactly. Out there. There's a little bit of variety for. I for watched everything. plenty of. Super fucking obscure people on YouTube on a regular yeah. basis. Uh, the one guy I think has like thirty subscribers that I listen to. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, and he like makes decent content. It's, yeah. It's he's interesting to listen to. Like, he's not super authoritative, but authoritative enough that you can stand listen to what he says about different shits. Well, that's you know, and I think that's what we're just trying to talk about things that like we're coming across in our life and being like, what the fuck, you know, or this is awesome, or this is what we're doing, and kind of chronicling. Yeah, because we got backed up this week. I, there was so much more I wanted to talk about. Yeah, I want to talk about WoW. I wanted to talk about Path of Exile because I've been gushing about that game fucking yeah. lately. The game's amazing. I love it. Well, maybe next one's going to be a game episode because we, we also want to talk about a Super Mario 2 history, which we found interesting. So we, um, we're we going to talk about that, Super Mario 2 and how it came to be. But um, if you can, um, it, sharing too. Sharing makes a, a big a big difference there's a little share yeah. icon and you can share it through your your social networking sites now i know it's not like something that 
we're not really asking people to do that yet. You don't need to share for us because we're still trying to. So if you want to, that's cool. Thanks. We appreciate this video. It. Hopefully, like uh, one of the improvements we're making is uh, hopefully this video has our new intro. Like we're gonna do. I think I think the audio is gonna stay more or less the I haven't same. Seen this, so I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, I've been about. I've been working on it. Uh, but we're gonna have a new video intro because our slow, creeping logo is not exactly at the uh, forefront of modern YouTube graphical technologies. <laughs> What's well, it's a start? It's a start. We just we, yeah we just got something that was like okay and wanted to stay like consistent. So we just used it. Yeah. Because I got no change. input from you. I think I kind of just did it. Yeah, no, it's fine. I didn't have any complaints. I, I was just like... That's uh, <laughs> fine. That actually is my guitar. I don't have a very good uh, setup to record it, but I was just playing around with my guitar one day. I was like, man, I should, we should just like come up with a basic riff or something. I and, like uh, it whenever... Um, we're, we're talking about how, what stuff we like about our podcast, apparently. Now. Um, I like it when there's a thing, and then that, and then a thing. Like It's like an intro bit. When you were doing the, the like thing, Shit like that. I thought it was fun. Lightens it up. It I seems more it legitimate. Yeah. Especially like when, it, when shit got heavy there for like a couple episodes. <laughs> yeah. We try to be like, try to get away from that a little bit so that we weren't quite as, uh, well again, we missed DJ better. again. DJ was supposed to, we were supposed to record the other day, uh, cause we were talking about Sunday and DJ was actually available and we were like, we had gotten to the point where DJ and I agreed on plans and we were going to tell you, but before that happened, he canceled. Oh, yeah, he, he got called into work or something, or his Shit. wife was sick. Man. Because he he definitely adds something to the dynamic, because he's different, like, we're different. Yeah. And he's different than us. Yeah. But we kind of have, like, we're into the same, some of the same We're things. like three circles that overlap a little in the middle, basically. Yeah. Like a... <laughs> a Venn diagram. Yeah. That's what I was trying to, that's why I stopped there for a second. I was like, what's that called? Fucking school base. Is that called pie charts? Uh, no. Yeah, Venn diagram. That's what, that's what just the way that, that YouTube works, the way that people can find us and what we want to do. I mean, even if it's criticism, if it's constructive criticism, hopefully more so than just like you guys are suck yeah. or you're ugly. Or, you're like, your head's too shiny. Yeah, your head's too shiny. And <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy some powder. Then, uh, you know, but like that kind of stuff would help. So if anybody watches it, if you can give us a like uh, or a dislike, whatever, um, leave us a comment. Tell us how how good we are or, or things that we like can a little ASCII on. fuck you or something. yeah exactly like something yeah let us, let know, us know you have some love show us some love even if it's vulgar love even if your love, love is hate we're all for it um do you have a media recommendation are you gonna watch anything have you watched no, anything no i've or done you anything. can watch these besides game of thrones game but, of thrones is obviously our shared media recommendation yeah if yeah if you don't get that at this point you ain't never gonna know no uh I was I was listening to one today and I was thinking like how much it has impacted my life. There's a group called Intelligence Squared that do debates. I mean they do they do a number of things, but one of the things they do is debates and they have a YouTube channel called uh, Intelligence Squared Debates IQ2. And uh, they're all really high level relevant topics. Mm -hmm. Like the one I was listening to today was it's a two on two debate, and it was about the the iran deal i know it's a little heavier than like we usually talk about uh it's great it's it's super 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 enlightening to hear both sides of an argument expressed in detail you don't get that very often these days no. you if it, like if it's, you're watching the media it's all yeah. super one-sided right. super one-sided and you not only 
you not only only get that story, like, you get... Zero fact. What, was that, what, what am I trying to say there? You not only get flavored story, uh, a flavored perspective of one side, yeah. you don't get the other side. At like, all. you don't get it. No. And, it, like, if you watch Fox, it's obvious which way it's going to be biased. If yeah. you watch, like, NBC, it's pretty obvious which way it's going to be biased. And it's there's really no way to escape it. They, and, all, they uh, all have agendas. And, <laughs> and uh, debates like that are just great. Like that one, I, it was really eye-opening. Well, we, I mean, we, um, there, here, this can be another one. It's kind of a shared uh, thing that we had. We we were watching, um, I was earlier, but you had talked about your wife watching it um, last week tonight with John Oliver. <laughs> and he's pretty slanted. But I think it's just like more like, I don't know, man. He's interesting. He's entertaining. He's a he's a fantastic entertainer. Yeah. I wish I was a one millionth as entertaining of as what he as is. He yeah, is. for sure. Um, but anything like a lot of and I don't know that it like it is it is kind of like one sided sometimes because of the way that I think he clearly thinks. But he's usually just presenting information. Well, he's, he is. He's he's presenting legitimate information while pandering to his audience. Yeah, for sure. And it's fine. Like it's it's hilarious. Well, like, it, that's no different than what Colbert did for years. And it's, it's no different than what. How disappointing is it that he is actually, I don't know how to say it, like, it's almost as informative as watching some news sources. And that's oh, not yeah. good. Yeah. That's not that's not really praise of his show. It's, that's yeah. like a condemnation of our the, news yeah, networks. Exactly. Like, that's not, that shouldn't be the case. Well, they did a poll before, um, while Jon Stewart was on The Daily Show, and they said that the most informed viewers out of any news show are people that watch The Daily Show. They had that they knew the most like correct information. They could yeah, just correctly identify facts that right. are true. Right. It wasn't Wolf Blitzer. No. Or what? The it fuck? wasn't someone. It should have been. Yeah. It should have been one of those people because yeah. they're actual like uh, journalists. You're an actual journalist. Yeah. You should be winning that prize. <laughs> yeah. It was John Stewart. John Stewart. Uh, the Daily Show's audience. But they they're great. It's just it's so important to get all the information that's available. Uh, one of the most eye-opening things for me is some of the things that both sides agree on in some of those debates. Because if you only look at the public discussion in America, it's all that you'd never come on. to that conclusion. Right. Yeah. You'd never come to the conclusion. Uh, like that one about, uh, I, I listened to one the other week about ISIS. And it was a, about whether or not containment was enough. Like, do we need to contain ISIS or do we need to go in and destroy them? Both sides agreed that we can't destroy them essentially yeah uh one side was arguing that that containment is enough and that we don't need to like put hundreds of thousands of troops on the ground to go in there and actually physically remove them from their strongholds uh but both sides basically agreed that containment is what we need to do we need to hem them in and stop we don't need to put hundreds of thousands of american troops into like iran and you know what I mean? Yeah. We just don't need to do that. But it's it's it was just funny to me that the the basic approach was the same by both sides. The difference was is that one side thought that hemming them in will cause them to destroy themselves. Like because of some of the ideological inconsistencies and the penchant for infighting amongst some of these groups. Yeah. That you basically just need to like pen them up and step back and wait because they're gonna yeah. they're gonna implode. Right. And the other side doesn't agree the <laughs> it's kind of fucked up the side that said containment is enough 
thinks that we should like if you if you actually want to kill them which is what the other side is saying we need to put hundreds of thousands of troops on the ground because like just in iraq that works it's it's tough and it costs lives and it costs a shitload of money but it works and it's the only thing that works like you can't bomb people out of mountain strongholds you just can't do it and you can't beat ideological enemies like groups like isis in the same way that like say say the russian army attacked us there's very different ways that you can approach that than you can like an ideological group right because a regular military force you beat them a couple times and their spirit will break and they will not function as effectively as they would otherwise and it'll cause problems it's not the same with an ideological group right like a lot of these are like lone wolves and stuff that are being inspired by the propaganda that's being poured into the world from these strongholds right and you can't you can't just bomb that away no matter how much people like to think you can you can't just bomb that away it doesn't work that way right and both sides agree on that like that's the that's the fucked up part both sides agree on that and i would have never thought that i think if you'd ask most people they'd never think that that both sides would agree that yeah but like i said that's a little heavier than we generally get into but that's my world like that's all the stuff i listen to i have probably listened to more debates than most people that have ever lived probably i've listened to <laughs> thousands of debates I listen to some podcasts <laughs> i just i just eat it up like i just like knowing stuff i feel like uh like Tyrion. like my job is to smoke weed and know <laughs> things that's my purpose in life and to babysit not babysit but and to raise my daughter <laughs> babysit. babysit it does it's so wrong to say that you don't babysit your own child you fucking parent right yeah but I think no, it's, I, it's I, interesting to see both sides, and especially if they can explain the information well. Because you like, might as well not bother if you're not going to see both sides. Well, right. Because and you're just going to fall for the first bullshit that you come across. That was one of the things that, like, we kind of. I'm not going to get into it, but one of the videos that was on um, that John Oliver went over was about encryption. Yep. And there's like, well, the side one side is is that you you give them what they want, which is a key to open any phone, so that they can access information on terrorist phone. Yeah. Or you don't, and all all of your data is protected, but they can't get into somebody else, like the terrorist phone. So, like, which one? Which one do you do? What is it worth putting? To me, that's an easy call. Millions of people at risk of having their data, which not just like their pictures and their stuff, their credit card information, meaningful things, their banking yeah. account information, uh, anything that's on your phone, right? So. Take, take a second think about what's on your phone. Right. And, and like, they'd have access to any of it. Let's make it... Like, people... I don't know if everybody understands. I think some people do. Especially, like, techie people. A f- picture? Each picture has metadata on it. The oh, metadata yeah. will tell you exactly where that picture was taken. So if you take that picture in your house of your child and put it on the internet, it means somebody can find out where that picture's at yep. was taken. See, I'm, I'm actually in the habit of stripping... Like, I don't know if you ever do that. Yeah, most people aren't. Uh, no, most people don't. No, most people don't even wear it. Like so, happens. it's a big thing. And it's like there's a video that on last week tonight where uh, he explains the whole thing, and he's like, at first you're gonna think that like, of course they should give them the key, but after you realize all the ramifications, oh yeah, it's a lot diffi- It's a lot more difficult decision than what you think it, it should be. That's to me. That's the value of like watching those I- IQ two debates is. There are there are very different discussions that are happening at any given time. There is like the public discussion, 
which is fucking garbage. Yeah. Fucking garbage. Do not if do I, I'm guilty of it more than Facebook. anybody. Facebook. <laughs> do not engage in politics on Facebook. No. It's bullshit. You're just you're just listening to people who don't know what the fuck they're talking about voice their opinions yeah. that don't have any value and spread memes. And spread memes. And it's a meme, meme form usually. Yeah, Jesus exactly. Christ. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but that's that's a great example because the public conversation about that encryption issue was was it Apple? Yeah. Apple Apple won't help the government catch terrorists. Yeah. Is what is is like the the context of the public discussion. Yeah. And then just like with like the Iran deal, the public discussion is the same way. It's like everything's different. The words used, the 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 topics the conversation is about and then it's like you have the actual conversations right. that are going on amongst people who know what the fuck they're talking about and they're not talking about any of the shit that the, the public people, discussion yeah. is talking about yeah it's definitely not about apple's refusing to help no you know in that situation anyway but it's interesting to see both sides of it because it kind of just here's here is what it is and what you take from it is your own but there's more than it's just it's not quite that black and white there's some no, gray nothing area. ever is and if anything it. ever seems black and white you're not looking closely enough no. because nothing's ever that way no especially something that like impacts that many people and their privacy and their that's a significant portion of the human population yeah. like not even just americans no. like there's so many apple products on the planet it's crazy yeah it would be uh they they call they said in order for them to do it they would have to create a cancer Basically. So if that is any kind of indication as to what would happen to your phone. And anybody that ever got their hands on that, which they eventually would just because of the nature of those things, like yeah, that has well, so much value that their biggest Apple's biggest threat is people trying to get into their shit. Yeah, because as soon as as soon as their devices aren't secure, they have no there there's no confidence. Like there's yeah. no consumer confidence no. in their products. Mm -mm. It's well, just like constantly. how many how many times have companies had like uh, credit card info leaks? And then it really genuinely hurts, hurts business, business yeah. because people are like, if you give somebody even the smallest reason to second guess something, they're probably going to fucking will. do it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They definitely will. But no, so what was yours, uh, John Oliver? Yeah, that's what I would just say. Watch that. I mean, because the only thing I've been doing is watching fucking jujitsu. And I know, <laughs> I know to say uh, debates is, it, it sounds worse than it is, uh, John Donvan's the mon moderator, and he's he's entertaining. Like, they're always funny. Uh, the last one, even that Iran one, like, there was a significant amount of laughing because it just, the, the whole format, the atmosphere is good. It's it's good. I highly, highly, highly recommend somebody listen to one. All kinds of topics, too. Holy shit. Anything that's going on in the public arena, and then some. Yeah. Like there was, they had one about uh, the government acknowledging uh, transgendered people and their rights and stuff. Oh, good lord! Uh, again, that was an interesting debate because the public debate centers around child molesters. Yeah, I mean, it's basically sure. the entire fucking public debate is child yeah. molesters, and then people actually in the know that are talking about things that matter in reference to this wasn't about child molesters. Yeah, like that wasn't that wasn't the issue. It was all from the perspective of like constitutionality. And the rights side yeah, of it. Right. Which, again, it's a very different conversation than you're going to find on Facebook. Yes. You're going to find mean-spirited shit that adds nothing to anything. Nope. But they're all right. But. And they know exactly what they're talking about. But, yeah. And it's usually somebody with the southern twang going on in your voice there. <laughs> make, your, make yourself smarter. Yeah. <laughs> Change your accent. <laughs> you watch a couple hundred debates, you will be smarter than when you started. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Seek out information. What well, if you're trying to seek that information? Then... General Petraeus was in the audience of the Iran when he actually asked several questions. That's cool. It was cool. Yeah, just like I said, they're they're legit. They have actual people. Like all of the people that were in that last debate were uh, like the one guy was a U.S. Uh, foreign policy advisor. I, I should stop now. <laughs> uh, they're all legitimate people. They're not just like bloggers. You know what I mean? Shit like that. Your, your they're not just friends. outspoken internet assholes. <laughs> they're talking about dumb shit when they don't have, know what they're talking about. But yeah, I love them. They're so great. So, so great. I got I got started on debates watching uh, uh, religious debates. These are a little lighter than those. I don't know. It's all you know, complicated topics. We'll get into it eventually, but we try to. Well, like religion in general. On the surface, man, I've watched so many religious debates, and like ones that you'd never guess. Like I've I've watched uh, Hasidic Jews debate non-Hasidic Jews. I've watched like, uh, fucking Palestinians debate each other on like various things. I've watched like Israeli debates on like various things, like foreign policy and stuff. It's all kinds of shit. You learn all kinds of shit on that, on that YouTube there. Yeah. Well, so that's all for this week. This right. has been the Rogue Agenda Podcast with my shiny fucking head and your big old beard. Shuguk. Guk. Is that, does that do it? That's how you do it. Shug Shuguk. Shuguk. It sounds like a place in Cambodia. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a name. Shagik. You spell it G-Y-U-K. We'll see you next time. Is it like S-H-U? G-Y-U-K. Guk. What? Well, yeah, but is it Shuguk. Just like a S-H sure. hyphen. Yeah. Guk. Guk. It sounds like something you'd have like poured on you in a Nickelodeon show. That's gack. Fucking gack. Go down gack all over me. Yeah. Alright. That was a weird end. I don't feel like we ended it officially. I think that we got off a little bit. I didn't get off at all. Hmm. It's like a moment of actual total silence Yeah, well, I was just thinking, like, you might not want to say that too loud. Your wife's upstairs. That's like relationship commentary, it seems. I didn't get off. I didn't get off. She knows. She fucking knows. If anybody knows I'm not getting off, it's her. That's the end of the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to call it quits on that. There's Dick. I'm Tanner. And this is the Rogue Agenda Podcast. Thanks for listening. Shoot us a like and a favorite. Peace. Shoot Gook.